This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 16th. I was always taught to respect my elders, but now it's getting harder and harder for me to find one. Good evening, fans, and welcome to Rappin' on Racing, August 16, 2021. Joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you this evening? I'm doing well, Don. Just, uh, you know, typical weekend. We lost some racing due to weather and, you know, these... Friday night tracks, uh, Mother Nature has not been kind to them, and it's just, you know, we talk about this from time to time, it's, you know, as a race promoter, you're darned if you do, and you're darned if you don't, because, if, you know, if you, if you drive and you get there, and the weather turns sour like it did Friday, you know, people are mad at you, if you cancel, and then the sun comes up, the people are mad at you, and it's just... It's a no-win situation, I know, especially at Lernerville and Thunder Mountain and all the Friday night tracks, Dog Hollow. It's just, you know, you're, you're watching the radar, hoping it, it, nothing happens, and it does. And like I said, it's just been a, a tough season for our tracks on Friday evening, Don. These fans that complain, I'd like them to call up and share how they would control the weather, and then we can tell all our listeners. You know, Tom Lang has a good a term for them. Uh, keyboard crew chiefs, they always have the right answer, but probably some of them have a dead-end job somewhere, and they, they wish they could do all the things they complain about. Hey, yeah, Team Penske had a nice Saturday with Austin Sindrich and Victory Lane at Indy, and what was nice about it, his grandfather had uh, raced there. Uh, Roger uh, owns the place. Uh, Austin's father is uh, the second in command at, at Penske Racing. And then Austin picked up the win. He's really developing into a first-class driver, not just on road courses, but ovals. It doesn't matter. Well, I think his background, he did have some road racing background uh, maybe SCCA before he got into his involvement with obviously with Team Penske, and that's really paid dividends. And like I said, you know, next year he's going to have the opportunity to move into the number two car. And you know what else? I've met him on two occasions, interviewed him. 
a nice young man, very polite, very articulate, uh, knows how to acknowledge his sponsors, thank the people that need taken care of, and just he's got a very bright future. Uh, maybe a lot brighter than the road course at Indy. Some of your thoughts on that. I didn't get a chance to watch it live, but I was trying to follow it on Facebook and through Twitter. And as we alluded to kind of during the race, sometimes, again, I'm a traditionalist. I think you are. You need to leave things well along. And in, 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 when it was in 2000, or 1994 when they had the inaugural Brickyard or 93, you know, the Indy Steep tradition was there, and it was great to see NASCAR on the big track and the drivers. I mean, even some of the comments I, I saw in different forms of social media, you know, you're kind of tempting. You know, it's like saying, okay, well, you know, Daytona has a road course, but you're substituting the Daytona 500 for a Daytona road course thing. And I, I, I commend NASCAR on what they're trying to do. I think it's for the next-gen car to try to make a diverse, diversity in all different tracks, short track, road courses. But, well, uh, I tell you what, uh, some of the comments I saw, I mean, I know they had some horrible situations. And, and again, I think what our listeners have to understand is when the Indy cars are on that circuit, they're probably 1,000, 1,500 pounds lighter than what an ass car is. And those guys pounding the curbs just created problems. And ultimately, you hate to say road conditions or track conditions be whatever affect the outcome of the race. Now, normally it falls in the driver's hands, but, you know, several times this year when you, or not, not this year, but this, the, during the race, you have to stop it for track conditions. It's just, that's not what you want to see in any NASCAR race. No, I was happy to see a, uh, A.J. Allmendinger win the race. Uh, was pretty touch and go the last uh, lap or so uh, when Briscoe bumped uh, Hamlin, but uh, Allmendinger was just waiting for his chance, and he got it, and it was well-deserved. He's uh, been close at Indy for a lot of times. Everybody thought he'd probably win in an open-wheel car, but he did it with a cup car, which was kind of nice. It is, too, and I always liked the route for the underdog, and even though he has the extensive road racing background, to see that underdog team to do that and to launch them into the playoff series now is something that I didn't see coming expected. And now that 16-car field gets narrow. I think there's only two spots left, and I think there's a couple more races, so you never know what's going to happen because some of these guys that think they're going to work their way in on points, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, you're thinking like a lot of people, but I go to my source, which is Carrie, and she said that she doesn't think Almondinger ran all the races. And if he didn't run all the races, he's not eligible to go into the playoffs on that victory. That may be true. I think NASCAR has some type of percentage thing. But either way, congratulations, and you know, AJ and his team on the win, uh, you know, a big one at the Brickyard. Now, you got a nice interview with Colton Flinner, and I applaud you for that because I've been trying for a month or so to do it. But it wasn't easy. Uh, explain how you uh, captured him to get the interview. Well, I mean, I, I see Colton quite a bit, and I know we were trying to do the interview, and I got to Lernerville actually when the sun was out Friday, two hours later that drastically changed. But uh, he was talking to Tim Toma, and I said, you know, let's just go down to the holler 
You know, Don's been trying to do this. I've been trying to do it. I'm not taking no for an answer. So we sat down for about 10 minutes, and I, I think the listeners will enjoy the interview that I did with Colton. Very nice. And what I find interesting when I'm doing show prep is how soft-spoken he is. You wouldn't expect that the way he drives, but it takes a lot of adjustments to get the volume where it should be on his interview, and it turned out to be very nice. Uh, Is there anything else in the chit-chat you'd like to talk about, or do you want to jump into the show? Just a couple things. I think our fans, you know, continue... You know, with the end of summer coming up and, and school approaching for, you know, many of the kids, we're going to see a, a drastic change in the attendance at the racetracks and commitments that they have. So while you have a chance these next two or three weeks, you know, come out and support your local tracks. we got some great points battles shaping up at, at all the local racetracks. And, and these guys worked hard this year. It was completely different from last year with COVID and like I said, we've had a lot of rainouts, so the points are kind of congested in a, in a lot of different divisions and a lot of different tracks. So go out and support your local track. Our guests include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Asphalt Modified Champion Chris Brink. He also picked up the Pro Stock feature win Saturday. Super late model car owner Jim Zarin, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Jim Zufall. Don, as you alluded to, we have my interview at Lernerville Speedway, uh, late model feature winner and points leader Colton Flinner, Latrobe feature winner John Over, and hobby stock driver Chloe Jones. I think Kyle Larson should have a new nickname, Superman. He attended his first Knoxville Nationals in 2005. He was 13 years old, and he fell in love with the place. For 16 years since, the Elk Grove, California kid has dreamed of standing on a stage at a race they call the granddaddy of them all. On Saturday night, that childhood dream came, became a reality, and Larson won the biggest race of his life. What made it even sweeter for the 29-year-old sensation is that he had to beat Donnie Schatz to do it. The sprint car superstar, NASCAR Cup ace, made it clear in the past that he wanted to beat the 10-time Knoxville Nationals champion in his own game while Tony Stark racing legend was still in the number 15 in his prime. Larson picked up a cool $176,000, the highest payday in the history of the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series. His win makes him the 27th different champion in, in the 60th running of the Knoxville Nationals. Want to remind people, Wrapping on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or RappingOnRacing.com. The program is available 24-7. 365 days out of the year. And if you miss any of the show, go to Apple TV or RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rappin' on Racing, and all our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Tumla Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. And special thanks to you, the co-host, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Batiki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex 
home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Rebar. Fans joining us now is Billy Rebar, the general manager at Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, big, big uh, night for you Saturday. We're going to touch on the Hall of Fame. The couple guys has a first win and then the Super Cup. So let's start with the Hall of Fame. And with the exception of the tow truck driver, I think I've seen every one of those inductees race, and I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, it was a great night, Don. We were very fortunate that Mother Nature cooperated. I know earlier in the week, honest to God, it seems like every stinking year, it rains on Hall of Fame induction night. Um, one year we even had to postpone it to the opening night of the following year. So we've just had so much misfortune around Hall of Fame night in, in, uh, with weather. It's just she never wanted to cooperate. Well, fortunately, the skies cleared. We had a beautiful night for racing. And on the front stretch, uh, right after opening ceremonies, the class of 2021 was inducted into the Jennerstown Hall of Fame which includes uh, good friend Milt, Milt Bittner that you mentioned, the tow truck driver. Milt has been towing vehicles out of Jennerstown for over 30 years. Very unselfish person, gives up his time every Saturday night, has helped so many drivers even after the racetrack getting home and things. Totally a wonderful person. Was really excited to see Milt get inducted. Uh, Snooky Williams, very familiar name with everyone, was part of the original group of six that resurrected Jennerstown into what it is today. It was great to see him inducted. Uh, Sonny Bean was inducted. Gary Hillegas was inducted. Denny Wingard. And uh, postmortally, 
Sonny Horner was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that was the group of six inducted into the 2021 Hall of Fame. I saw a replica 21X car, and I think Casey Flegel was in, involved in it. What's the story with that car? So Casey, uh, who is very close to the Bean family, uh, Baron Trucking, who's actually Casey's grandfather, was really close to, I believe, on uh, Sonny Beam's car when he raced. Casey actually put a brand-new body on his race car. He had a week off for the Masters and had some time to prepare, and he actually decaled it up to match the Sonny Beam of the 21X, and Sonny was able to join Casey in uh, Stoney's victory lane and get some really great photos with that car. So it was a great backdrop. That was really nice. Very considerate of Casey. Um, I understand there was a, co- a couple first-time winners. We did. We actually had a bonus race here this past Saturday night, uh, the kickoff the night. We had a makeup feature of the Pro Stock Division. Uh, it looked like Adam Costelling was poised to be the winner in that division. And with, I think it was two laps to go, Will Hemminger just made slight contact. Both of them spinning, had to go to the rear and we started off the night with not a new winner, uh, but one that hasn't won since opening night. Chris Brink got back into Stoney's victory lane in the one-stop auto sale pro stock. Really excited for Chris. Um, kind of been working with him a little bit. They were kind of just missing it a little bit. We seen he was struggling, and we, we got him back on track, so to speak. And uh, he was even faster in the second race. Just didn't have quite enough time to get to the front. But it was great to see Chris back in victory lane. His resume keeps expanding. Modified champion, pro stock winner, color commentator for special shows. He's a very versatile guy. Yeah, we're really building his resume. He did a great job in the booth last week, as we touched upon, and I already told him when he retires he's got a seat in there. And the second pro stock feature, which was actually the last feature of the night, it was rookie driver Jeff Giles returning to Stoney's victory lane as his career first in the pro stock. Uh, won several races at Motordrome over the years, but uh, he looked like he was poised at the beginning of the year to be one of the fast cars to win some races, just some bad luck and things. Uh, he wasn't able to do so, but he was able to come back and visit uh, his first, make his first visit to Stoney's Victory Lane. So he was the first of two career firsts Saturday night, the second of which was in the Martellus Pharmacy Lay Models, where we had 17 cars, so another great car count. And it was uh, rookie driver Ethan Myers out of Lake Trobe. Ethan started, I believe, in the second position. He was on the front row to Barry Audi, and he never looked back. Paced a really fast-paced race, and he ended up, there was only one caution the entire race, beat Barry Audi on the restart, and Ethan became our eighth different winner. That's right, Don, eight different winners in the Martellus Pharmacy Late Models in the weekly racing program. If that doesn't prove how evenly matched things are to Jennerstown, I don't know what does. Anyone that can beat Barry Audi is running a good race. I have a pro stock question. Uh, for a while there, Will Hemminger was winning everything. Now, are the other guys catching up, or has Will had some bad luck? No, Will's actually you know finishing second. It looked like he had a chance to pass Adam to win that race, the, the first one of the night. Uh, unfortunately, just made ever so slight contact. And, you know, I chalk that up to inexperience. I mean, Will's won, you know, five or six races. It just, he doesn't have a lot of experience with these long-nosed cars around people. And, you know, he felt bad about it. It wasn't anything intentional or malicious. It's just, that's what happens when you're still learning the ropes. And he's had to start late, deeper and deeper in the field with more and more cars. And I do think guys are just catching on to this. You know, it was new to everyone. Uh, Will maybe got a little bit of practice at the beginning of the season, and 
you know, he just got to everything first, and these guys are just really starting to step up their game. But, you know, I, I keep saying it, and it's coming true. You know, we had 11 pro stocks here this past Saturday night. I know that uh, we're going to see at least two more here real soon, possibly a third at least before the end of the season. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, Dom, to be seeing double-digit cars in a first time a division's been out. Some familiar names. Uh, I'm actually going to go on record. I think Jim Bryce is going to win a race before the year's over. Uh, making his pro stock debut and finishing fifth was Preston Cope, who's a dirt driver, part of the Jim Bryce team and Jerry Schaefer. Jim told me today that Jerry Schaefer wants a hot lap of car, and he thinks he wants one of these for next year. So it is just exploding the way this division has taken off. I'd like to go on a record, predict you're going to have 17 or 18 of them next year, and I think that's a safe uh, estimate. Oh, absolutely. Based on just the rumor mills, people buying cars, um, man, we're just we're just picking them up everywhere we can, and people are just genuinely excited to be back in here. And just heard a rumor the other night that we might see another former, or well, a past Hall of Famer back in the seat of one of these pro stocks next year. So you just never know what's going to happen in that division. In uh, in the, the Ron Collision Street Stocks, once again, it was Casey Flegel all night long. Uh, put a demanding lead on the field as he took his 21X-113 car on Hall of Fame night back to Stoney's Victory Lane. Uh, the Charger division, it was Kyle Burkholder, which it was only fitting, you know, in the street stocks and Chargers. They ran five extra laps in honor of the late Bill Audi, very good friend of yours, a uh, great person to generous time in the racing community. Kyle Burkholder actually has the very last Bill Audi-built race car. Uh, that he races. It was only fitting that, you know, it was meant to be for Kyle Burkholder to drive that car in the Farmers Union Co-op Chargers. In the modified division, it was Anthony Aiello returning to victory lane. Uh, Adam Anthony actually blew a motor up two weeks ago. He got it back on track, and uh, Anthony was able to get back into Stoney's victory lane, beating out his future brother-in-law, R.J. DeLappy, and Tom Golick finishing third with a very competitive race. I understand the Super Cups are going to be there. Yes, this Saturday, August 21st, it's going to be 30 pounds of racing in a 20-pound bag, Don. We have twin races for the Super Cups. We have our 50-lap Martellus Pharmacy late model feature, as well as their normal 30-lap late model feature, as well as five divisions and the Super Cup. So lots and lots and lots of racing on Saturday. Uh, it will be features only for all local divisions, uh, which will speed up the pace a little bit, but a lot of feature laps this Saturday. Uh, adult tickets are just $12. Kids 12 and under are free, and tickets may be purchased at the gate, Dawn. I'd like to circle back to the Hall of Fame. When you think of how many wins, how many feature wins were in that group, and the memories that they shared with some of the older fans like myself, uh, a very, very special night. Yeah, there was a, a large group of past Hall of Fame inductees in attendance. Uh, I know Dr. Scanlon was there. Uh, he actually didn't get up there, was kind of preoccupied in the pit with a few other things to see how many, but when they were all lined up on the front stretch, it was really, really an impressive gathering to see all those guys coming out supporting the new group of inductees. Well, just as an FYI, I put the picture up on my page, and 868 people looked at it. So uh, that's pretty impressive for a photograph. Yeah, we're actually doing really well in the whole uh, social media aspect and catching names. And 
Every week you get a call from somebody, well, I haven't been to Jennerstown in 15 years, but I hear what's going on up there. It's pretty uh, humbling to be walking through the stands and people who never stop, see you before stop you and, you know, thank you for what you're doing. And they're just genuinely excited to be back at Jennerstown. So it's a great experience right now. Well, a great report. Any closing thoughts? Anything we need to add? No, Don. I'm just glad to hear you're feeling better. I know you were under the weather there for a little while with some stuff, so uh, can't wait to get the next five weeks under our wraps. Hopefully Mother Nature continues to cooperate. It's been really, really great for Saturday night race, and unfortunately some of our Friday night co-partners here have not had as much luck with weather, so hopefully we can continue the streak. Well, great report, and if everything goes good with my follow-up uh Early September, I should be up at the track. Sounds great, Don. Thank you. Thank you. You have a nice evening. This portion of Rapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. 
At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. All right, fans, joining us now is Chris Brink. Chris, good evening. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thanks. Usually when I interview you, it's either in victory lane or you just won a championship or you had a really good race, but this has absolutely nothing to do with that. I want to talk about what an outstanding job you did as a color commentator for the Motor Mountain Masters. That was impressive. Well, I've got a lot of compliments about it. I, you know, it's kind of a surreal feeling to me. Uh, um, you know, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Uh, I mean, I'm honored, honestly, that, that Billy Rebar uh, even thought of me and then asked me to do it. And, you know, it was uh, humbling to, to get all the compliments. Uh, it was to me. It was amazing to be up there and see uh, to see how things work kind of behind the scenes. I've never been in the press box before, and uh, to work beside uh, alongside of a, a couple of really uh, true professionals. I was so impressed with uh, Nate and uh, Mark uh, that uh, you know how you know they guys those guys are like a robot. You know, I mean, <laughs> they turn it on and turn it off. I mean, they never missed a beat. It was uh, there's no warm up laps for them. I mean, it was fan wide open, and it stopped. There'd be a, a video shot or something, and bam, wide open again. It was, it was amazing, really. Well, how did this come to fruition? I mean, it was brilliant, Bill, uh, Billy. I mean, he outdid himself on this pick. Well, I, I honestly, I you know, I was blown away. I mean, he he called me and said, well, "Would you like to some VIP?" Uh, tickets uh, Saturday night. Of course, my wife is big into VIP. You know, she, she, she likes to be catered. <laughs> she loves that stuff, you know. Yeah. And I said, sure. And then he, he, he kind of, you know, put that through that in there. And I'm like, you know, I can't believe uh, you're asking me, but uh, sure. <laughs> well, let's go for it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he come up with me. Uh, and, you know, it all, it, all, it all seemed to work out pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. What it made it? What made it an excellent choice? You've had so many laps around that place, and I was listening to when you were explaining how the groove could change, or how the temperature would affect the track and the marbles and stuff like that. Those two announcers are very good at what they do, but they didn't have any seat time on that track. And what you brought to the table was amazing. What did you find maybe was a little difficult? trying to get in sync with these guys because it didn't sound like it. It just flowed like you'd been doing it all year long. Well, uh, you know, I I don't know. I I don't really have an answer for that. Probably don't have an answer for that. I just know that, um, you know, racing is my passion. And uh, and I I do, I'm not not a big, you know, storyteller or or jokester or anything like that, but I kind of, and I'm not a real technical guy either, but I, I love the sport, and I, I really love the uh, I love talking about the other racers, 
I, I like building up the other racers. I, you know, I, uh, I know the modified guys really well, and I know, you know, the local late model guys. And, and of course, I know that I know what I feel on the track, and you know, and then I just kind of try to, you know, express that. But, you know, I, I guess if I was ever asked, to, you know, what my um, what what my likes or dislikes about doing that were, uh, or if I continue to do something like that, is I, I always thought it was good to uh, talk about the drivers because you know me as a fan, I'm always interested and in to know kind of know what you know what makes uh, you know Ferriotti uh, tick. What's he do? What's he like? What's he really like? You know, and you know, and you know, what's he like on the track or or, or anybody? You know, all the guys are. They're, you know, everyone's different. They're all uh, interesting. Their personalities, and so I, I just kind of—that's what I like to talk about. And anytime I can build up a driver, even with somebody I don't really like, <laughs> you know, to race with or something like that, I like to promote them because you know, these guys work really hard. And uh, you know, it's, if they can get a moment, they get their name mentioned. It's a big deal to them, especially the, the mid mid pack runners and the back runners. You know, their family hears their name. It's a big deal, and I, I try to. You know, even just casual conversations try to build up the other driver. I like your approach, and I'll give you a good example. I've been doing this show for 41 years, and probably 35 of those 41 years I was racing. There's a lot of guys that I I didn't like in the sport, guys that gave me problems, but you would never hear it in an interview. And what you're doing is very professional. You might have been talking about somebody that really gave you a bad time, but it never showed in your delivery, and that's important. And I think you ought to circle the calendar because I got a feeling Billy's already got you on the schedule for next year. Well, uh, one day at a time, though. One day at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I, you know, it was, it was a big deal for me, and I, I really liked it. So, I mean, I was when I was up there, it was exhausting. Uh, we were up there six hours, um, and it was exhausting. I got to tell you, and I thought to myself, you know, uh, like about the fifth hour in, you know, this is fun. I don't know if I ever want to do it again, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is a lot of work. You know, it's you know, I had no idea. You know, it's like you don't know what. You know, you don't know how the uh, the department the, uh, the store gets cleaned until you spend the night with the janitor. You right, know what I mean? Right. It, it, it doesn't just happen. So uh, there's a lot of work going on up there. And Tony Stevens and his crew, Lenny Baticki, I mean, true professionals. And the reason it went so well, they've been doing this for a long time. And for Billy to offer this broadcast free to the people, he probably touched a lot of eyeballs that haven't been to Jennerstown, they're going to want to make it a point to be there for next year's Masters. Well, I hope so. You know, and I looked at uh, Pit Row TV's uh, Facebook page, and, uh, man, there are people from, tons of people from Canada and yeah. all over the country, you know, chiming uh, uh, in. It was great. I mean, I just think that's, you know, uh, I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's rear end here, but what the, the guys at Jennerstown... Uh, the management and the owners. I don't know if them guys are that brilliant or if they just are, you know, they just stumbled onto a concept. But, you know, the way they do things down there is just uh, spot on. And uh, I don't see anything but good things to add for them folks. 
All three of the owners are very intelligent and successful businessmen. But the key to the whole thing is Billy Rebar. He's always thinking outside the box. And he's the glue that holds the whole thing together. And I know they appreciate it. And if they don't, they better get on the ball here. Uh, It was a good race. Uh, A lot of cautions, though. Uh, I don't know. Some of these guys were driving like... They were going to win the race on the first lap. But with all that, and I'll tell you what else I like. You did the invocation, and I know from hearing you in the past, you're a religious man. So that was also a perfect uh, fit for you because I understand the other fellows uh, having some health issues. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Pastor Gary is a pastor, and he's a pastor to the guys at the track. I mean, he, he you know, he doesn't just go up there and, give an invocation, and then you don't see him. I mean, he comes around, he offers to pray with every team, and he is a true friend, and he's one of the few people I've ever met in my life that actually walks the walk, talks the talk, and walks the walk. I mean, he is a, and he needs to get back there and, you know, do his job. I mean, he's, uh, I, I know he's not feeling good. I hope he feels better, strong, and wants to, I know he wants to come back, and we know we need him back here, and, you know, he's the man. I'm, you know, I was honored, you know, and there again, I was kind of blown away that they would ask me, uh, but I was honored to do it, and uh, I would do it any time for, for the track uh, and for Gary, but, you know, he's the guy. Nobody knows what your future holds as far as being behind the microphone, but I got a feeling this wasn't one and done, but who knows? Hey, with that thought, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, I just I just hope your health it gets restored 100. percent And I'll definitely keep you in our prayers. Uh, and you know, just you know, it's been a, it's been a, another strange year, I think, uh, in the world. And uh, hopefully, things are going to get back to normal. But I think we got some bumps ahead of us, uh, racing and otherwise. But uh, you know, everything looks good at Genesis Speedway. Uh, that's for sure. Well, Chris Brink, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. You too. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724 724- 443-5720 or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated Member of FINRA SIPC Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated Neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of JWCA, JWC. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. 
Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. All right, fans, joining us is Jim Zarin. Jim, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. How are you? Good. You had to be very proud of Logan at Lernerville on Friday night. Some of your thoughts. He won the heat, finished fifth in the feature, ran up front for most of the night. Uh, Had to be a very special evening for you. It was real special for me. Uh, The heat race really surprised me. He did, did really well. Running up on the cushion, he's not a big fan of running up there, but he he put it up there and and uh, won the heat and uh, feature time. I mean, we run good. I mean, he's still learning a little bit on the on the slick stuff, but he's getting there. He's he's doing a good job. Well, you think about the guys he was racing against. I mean, some of them have been doing this all all of their life, and they're the, the best in in local racing. So. That's a real attaboy. I'll tell you what else I admire. He's doing the crate late model and the super, and that's got to be a major adjustment with the difference in the motors, but he's finding success in both. He is. I mean, it's it, it, he's still young and getting into one and the other one. I mean, it's a little bit of adapting and being used to having power to bring the car around, and then crate cars, you don't have that, so you gotta you got to drive them different. I really didn't want to do a jump this quick, but... It sort of just happened that way. Well, his resume is looking better every time I see him run, and I see a bright future for him in the super late models. I don't know if the crates will continue, but that remains to be seen. Hey, the reason I wanted to talk to you was the Joke George Memorial. Now, I'm not sure if you're old enough, but did you ever meet or talk to Joke? I was really young when... Uh I got to talk to Joke, and uh, I was racing pure stocks back then, and uh, just happened to be uh, uh, parked next to him one night. And uh, being young, racing pure stocks, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have air compressor, and uh, we came in there with a oxygen tank in the back of the truck. And uh, he sort of gave me a little bit of hell for having that thing in there, but I, I respected what he told me, and uh, you know I learned a lot from it. But that was my my meeting with Jook. Uh, but he was a good guy. He taught me a lot by that. Uh, like I said, I was young, and uh, I, I didn't know him all that well, but I, I did meet him back in the day. He was an amazing man. At that point in my career, uh, when I had sold my semi-late and was going to give it up, uh, our team built a, a super compact to run at Motordrome in Jennerstown. And for the first one, he built the body, 
and then painted it and wouldn't let me pay him. Then when we got a little fancier, we got a fiberglass body on the second one, and he painted it. I mean, he just he helped so many people in racing that it, it he's just an incredible man. Uh, there's a lot of stories. Uh, he helped a lot of people. I mean, he, he was he was a good guy, that's for sure. Here's a funny story you'll like. For Christmas, he wanted to get his daughter a parrot. Well, on Christmas Eve, he didn't want her to see it, so he put it in the closet. And after a while, you hear, it's dark in here. It's dark in here. The parrot <laughs> wanted out of the closet. Uh, let's talk about the 32nd annual Juke George Memorial Classic for the Rush Late Models, presented by Zarin Truck and Automotive. It's going to get down in history as one of the best ever. How did you get involved with this particular event? Um. Well... We used to do stuff years ago, not like we do now, but did the, I think the whole Gravers were doing it then. You know, you'd donate a little bit here and there to it, uh, but nothing like we're doing now. Uh, Brandon, uh, I've known Brandon for a while, and uh, he approached me, and you know we did it the first year, and then second year was a little bit better, and just kept going with it. And uh, Brandon's got a, a really good thing there. Um, I think he's he's missing his calling. I mean, he should get in the, the promoter side i mean he's a good kid and he, he he does a lot for that race he has a passion for it and and that's what you need it's no secret that the Miley's are getting up in years and maybe they're not as passionate as they were when they started but boy brandon's got it figured out i mean he he he, he really works hard for for everything and what he's doing with that i mean a lot of people don't know what he does behind the scenes with all that but i mean that kid does a really good job with that. Um, one thing he did this year uh, was was really good. Was uh, he had the the Bob Bentz car on the front row, and then the the Ryan Frazee car on the front row. That was uh, pretty special. Yeah, I saw those pictures. That's amazing because we lost two very good car owners and competitors, and uh, I uh, didn't know the Frazees, but I knew. Uh, Bob Bent Sr., geez, from the 70s at Heidelberg, and what a class act that he was. The race, the competition, 36 Rush Late models for their second touring series race at Pittsburgh. Uh, they had uh, six heat, uh, they had qualifying six, six heat races, six dashes, two B mains, and the A main feature. And I noticed that one of the things you also were involved in uh, with Sunoco and some gift cards for uh, uh, Bill Kessler and Daryl Charlier. How did that come about? What's the story behind that? We've been doing some stuff with Vicky uh, over the years for different stuff with the Rush deal. And uh, she sort of come up with the idea to do a deal with Sunoco this year as far as a $100 gift card to guys at the races and stuff being how economy's not real good and the fuel's up. I mean, anything helps, uh, you know, put an extra hundred bucks in your tank. I mean, we all know that uh, you ain't going to get rich at this racing deal, so anything helps. What I find interesting as we're doing this interview, you're actually driving back to work. And I asked why, and he said, you just can't get any help. It's kind of frustrating that the government's trying to tie your hands together but why don't we put a word out there if there's someone listen to this and they're interested in working for Zarin Truck and Automotive what would they need to do? Uh, just pretty much call or come and apply I mean 
we're always looking for for people here i mean to we got we do truck and automotive stuff and uh we do big trucks and trailers um we actually have uh trucking in too that you know we're looking for uh people to to drive too i mean just it's getting tougher to find people that wants to work and it ain't like uh, we don't pay well i mean because we do pay well it's just uh I don't know. It's, it's it's difficult right now. Well, how about a phone number if someone's interested? Yeah, seven two four three seven five seventy five hundred. That's my shop. I'd, I'd be willing to to look at anybody today. I mean, the trades is where I think it's at in the future. Um, a lot a lot more people should learn a trade. I mean, the money's there. You can make really good money in the trades. Have you approached anybody at the nearest tech school? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, I got a, a younger guy last year um, that I hired, and uh, he's turning out real well. Um, I actually got a, a, a young guy that uh, that races at PMS, uh, Dan Lepro. Good kid, too. He's learning. I mean, I, I think he'll be really good, too. I got some younger guys, and a uh, young kid just started with us here a couple months back, graduated high school. Uh, so ho- hopefully we can make some of these guys, and uh, they'll stay with us. That's excellent. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for being with us. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything we forgot? Keep supporting your local racetracks. Okay. And Zarin Truck and Automotive, I thank you. You have a nice evening. Thank you, Don. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the occasion of the Willie White Memorial. Second-generation driver Willie White memorialized here at the Speedway with our Pro Stock Division. That's our Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks. Willie, of course, as I said, a second-generation driver, also a longtime employee here at the racetrack where he worked at the Fuel Island. And most everybody in the pit area knew and really, really liked Willie, so we continue to memorialize him every year with a Pro Stock race. And that race found Todd Weldon of Monongahela. Hala, Pennsylvania. In Victory Lane, Todd Weldon was a very happy young man when he got to Victory Lane, uh, memorializing Willie White, and we got a chance to talk to him after the race. All right, we're going to talk about Willie in just a minute, but let's talk about you first. You and Nick, holy cow. Yeah, me and Nick, uh, you know, we've been going at it for a long time, and he he always runs me clean. You know, we him and my dad and my dad we all work together so it's it's always been fun how him and my dad have ran together since the early 2000s late 90s so nick actually tutored me and trig in high school so it was a little uh you know for the homework <laughs> 
So that's a little bit of payback for all the extra homework. You know, Nick's no stranger to this place. Neither are you. I mean, let's be honest, Todd. You're becoming the cagey old veteran around here, too. It's got to be neat running with somebody as cool as Nick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nick's been really running well. He's really, you know, back the last couple seasons, he's really broke out. And everywhere he goes, he's really fast. So it's always nice coming down here. Like, I mean, I know at the end of that race, there was, what, two, three cars left. But it, that's one of, you know, the best races. And racing side by side with somebody clean that, you know, you can trust going into the corner with is always a big plus. So thank you, Nick, for a good race. And looking forward to next week. You know, I, I talked about it. I didn't really mention it to, to the winner of the hobby stock race. But there was no other color on his race car from the other car. Same way here. You guys race clean. You race close but your race clean. You're part of this Hoods Up group. Let's talk about everybody that helps you out. Oh, my Hoods Up guys, man. I worked for Gary all through high school, halfway through high school and all through college. He's treated me great. He's given me a job when he didn't have to. And, uh, you know, he's helped me out on this thing between tires and cases of oil. Anything I needed to drop a bat, he's there. He comes over and drinks beer with us on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And my boy Cody, we doubled up tonight, Cody. So that was... Uh, that was the uh, that's been the goal all year, but yeah, I can't thank these guys enough. You know, they made racing a lot more fun again, and uh, it's uh, it's great to be here. Let's talk about why we do this race tonight. We talk a lot about the people we honor in our memorial races, and the phrase I like to use are is these are the shoulders that we stand on the reason these are the guys that plowed the road for us that we can be here on saturday nights willie white no exception not only a racer second generation racer an employee at the racetrack race in the senior series 11 feature victories in this division and all around a classy guy and you get to honor him with a victory yeah you know ever since they put the first deal on for willie that was my goal because uh he sold us my first young gun car and uh my first night i won here he come up to me he said you know a good run but you got 12 more to catch my son so he worked back at the you know the fuel fuel galley back there for a long time and every week he was coming over smile you know willie was one of my guys so to hear his passing was pretty crushing and uh I told my dad, I said, you know, I'm not being conceited or nothing, but this is the only special in this class. We haven't won down here, and we, we finally got it. And you did it. Todd Weldon out of Monongahela, Pennsylvania, your winner of the Willie White Memorial. Kind of a short field for the Willie White Memorial. Nick Kachuba come in second. Jacob Billick, Jackson Billick, and Jacob Billick Jr. rounded out the Six-car field, actually, Brian Hutchko and Tanya Charlier were both on hand, so seven-car field, but neither of them were able to make the call to the feature. So once again, Todd Weldon, the winner of the Willie White Memorial. The hobby stock race. Wow, what an interesting night. First of all, the hobby stocks are by far the most exciting race, the fastest-growing division on the track at PMS every Saturday night. And Saturday night, I got a little visit down in the pit area from our our pit steward, Smokey Shemp. He had this grin on his face, and he looked at me, and he said, Hey, Jim, you know what an Australian pursuit is? I'd like to give these hobby stock drivers another chance to race, another chance to do something a little bit interesting. And he said, How about we have an Australian pursuit race? So we dragged that old, <laughs> that old concept out of the cobwebs, and we had an Australian pursuit race for our 
priority equipment rental hobby stocks. And with eight cars starting the race, it was a side-by-side, back-and-forth. Nobody really ever got past until the very, very end. We had one car near the rear that got past and had to go into the pits, as per Australian Pursuit Procedures. But right at the very end, the final pass came as Kayla McManus got around Cody Catellus after seven laps of trying and Kayla McManus in her double OK car comes across the line in the very first Australian pursuit that anybody, certainly of Kayla's age, would ever remember because it's been such a long time since anybody has done one. Kayla McManus kind of amazed in victory lane of what a neat concept it was. All right, Kayla. Earlier tonight, we're hanging around the pit area, and Smokey Shemp's got this grin on his face, and he's coming to me, and he says, you want to do something different? What do you say we do an Australian pursuit? And I've had this term I've kicked around a whole lot of times when I see somebody's really happy, and once we all decided we were going to do it, you couldn't smack the smile off Smokey's face. He was excited about this. You and the 1K, you lived up to the excitement. Yeah, that, I didn't think I was going to have them. I didn't think I was going to be able to pass them. But, I don't know, it was exciting last, last lap. But it's old school. I've never done that before. It's pretty cool to bring some of that stuff back. Uh, you're certainly pretty young for a lot of the racers around here. And I guarantee you, you're hardly the only one that's never done this before. Making a comment up there about some of the gray hair sitting in the stands that may be the only ones of us that remember. And truthfully, I'm not one of them. I may have seen one in my life. Rich Berry, who's our race director tonight, he's running a bunch of them. And this one, uh, this one turned out pretty cool. I mean, we only had one pass for a, an elimination. The 15 car gets kicked out. But you two made it awfully exciting in the end. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it was fun running door to door with him most of the way. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll be back here for the feature. We're hoping to see you back down here for the feature. Kayla McManus, winner of your first in a long time Australian Pursuit race here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Come feature time for the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. It was Cody Catellus in victory lane. It was Cody Catellus and Caleb McManus yet again duking it out at the front of the field. This time, Catellus takes the victory. Caleb McManus, as I said, finishes second. Then it was Stephen Sheltman, Frank McGill, and Ben Anton rounding out the top five. Six through ten were Tony McGill, Robert Betts, Cody Behana, Cody Tukarski, and Tom Anton. Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Cole Petrell got to take his checkered flag around the track for the first time, marking him as a first-time winner in the division. Cole Petrell in the 84P car. He's part of that Lucon camp, that Phil Lucon camp, and he finally puts one in victory lane. Daryl Charlier pursued him, but to no avail in the 114 car, Charlier finishes second. Philip Bubeck, Dan Lepro, and Tom Klein wrap up the top five. Top ten was Chris Lander in six. Cassidy Kamaker, Tony White, Colton Flinner, who uh, came and drove a 5X car in the Rush Dirt Late Models for the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models on Saturday night. And then Dave Goble, who was the winner last Saturday night, or the previous Saturday night, I should say, when the Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series was in town. Dave Goble won the non-qualifiers race. He rounds out the top 10 for the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. Colton Flinner and Charlier were your heat race winners. 
In the Crawford Auto Repair four-cylinders, Bill Tennant yet again finds himself in victory lane and in the always safe traffic control young guns. It was Travis Clark, another first-time winner, got to take the checkered flag around the track for his victory lap. Next Saturday night, this coming Saturday night, it is Falcone's Automotive 410 Sprint Series. Also, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds will be on hand, so... This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company. Currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal, the people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, if you're joining us, we're talking to Colton Flinner, and we're at Lernerville Speedway. It's a sunny Friday evening. It's about 90 degrees. We're sitting on in Tintoma's golf cart. We're just chatting. Colton, we wanted to have you on the show several times this year, but it just due to some craziness and with your scheduling, it just you know it wasn't possible to get in touch with Don and I. So we're sitting down while we have some time and uh, had a very good year. You've elected at the beginning of the year to run Lernerville. You ran Lernerville last year, gained a lot more experience and a little, a little situation, a little flare up at the end of the year that probably cost you the points championship, but sometimes through that you learn. And this year, even though we've lost a, quite a few nights of racing to the weather in some odd circumstances, you've been very, very consistent. You've been dominant in the heat races, so that means whoever's pulling your pills is doing one heck of a job. But Last weekend, you picked up your first late model win in 2021 here at Lernerville. You've been knocking at the door all year. How good did it feel? I mean, it's been a couple of years since you you know, you know, got the stand on that victory lane at Lernerville. Uh, it's took a lot of pressure off my chest for sure. I've been wanting to win here for the last two years. Well, I've been wanting to win since I last won here two years ago. And to finally win really meant a lot to me. And because I know how much it means to John to win here and to finally get it done for him, that meant the world to me. You know, we, we see the 48 there, and everybody, you know, wonders, you know, is that Colton's number? But that number pretty much it was a Johnny Johnson num- number going back to his days at Pittsburgh, and he affords you the opportunity to race and gives you great equipment. And one of, just, one of his prerequisites, he says, you know, I just want you, I want to be able to see you run at Lernerville. It's close to him. And you've really had a great year. You've missed one night. You put Russ in the car. But now, you know, again, no pressure on you. Again, every driver hates this. But, you know, you're, you're the points leader at, at Lernerville. And we got about four weeks left. And when you're that points leader, you seem to always have that bullseye on your back. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on me trying to win the points. And I know John really wants me to do that. And... I just hopefully we can get it done and stay consistent like we've been this whole year and there's four weeks left and I'd love to be able to win a couple more times and really pad a points lead but whatever happens happens and everything happens for a reason and hopefully at the end of the year I'll still be the one on top. You know sometimes we, we get caught up and you know we like to win everybody wants to win but it's what wins generally championships is consistency. That's where, like we always say, you know, it's what you do during the week that makes the car good during the weekend, and and that's so important. So you know, during these next four weeks, we got to, you know, put Colton's head in it to where, you know, maybe I don't want to squeeze through that gap and just you know, cause myself a little bit of havoc and then you then you throw, you know, a, a good points night out and, and with four weeks left you don't want to see that. Yeah, that's for sure. Like I feel like I've matured a lot over the last couple of years, especially since last year. And I don't really want to push the envelope as much as I have been. I mean, I just I really want to win the points for John and my dad and everybody else that supports me and uh, hopefully I can stay consistent. You know, when, we're, when you mentioned your dad when we think of, you know, Flinter Racing, you know, you're the driver, you get all the accolades, but the guy that, I'm not saying that you don't, Colton, but the man that really bust his butt day in and day out, and even at the racetrack, if you threw some health limitations the last couple years, 
he's your rock. He's your go-to person. And, you know, sometimes I know you guys butt heads, but that's father and son. That's normal. But, again, you know, to win the championship, a late model championship for him, I know that would be special to him. I know you've won a couple in the crates down at, you know, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. But that would just probably be icing on the cake to win one for him. Oh, yeah, I'd love to win a championship for my dad. I mean, he's, like you said, the heart and soul of my racing program, and his health really isn't the best right now. And he still continues to work as hard as he can to make sure I'm there every single week, which uh, we butt heads a lot, but I don't know where I would be without my dad and everything he's done for me. You know, he has the knowledge, and like I said, you know, it's, I can see sometimes, I watch him from the grandstands, and I can, I, I can see joy sometimes, which I saw last week, and I see frustration sometimes, and again, that's part of racing, but you take the good and bad, but what we're going to go into next, Colton, is, uh, you know, you've raced at Lernerville pretty much all this year, but you've also elected to run Port Royal on a weekly basis and when it comes to prima donna facilities Port Royal for a dirt racing track anywhere in the United States it's probably up there in the top five. Uh, Port Royal is a second to none facility I mean it's probably the nice facility other than Knoxville that I mean it's fantastic and the people there are super awesome people they're always come over and say how thankful they are for us to come three and a half hours away every Saturday and the people you race against they're even super awesome we all get along we all race clean and even when we have a scuffle we pretty much make up the following week and everything about that place is awesome when you're racing against Greg Saturday in the Yoders, and uh, I can't think who's in the, the, the two car, but uh, it's just very good competition. And that track is, though it's not like Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, maybe in size, but, you know, they call it the Speed Palace, and it's the Speed Palace for a while. I mean, you really get up on the wheel there, and, and like I said, sometimes it can bite you. Yeah, that place is definitely a momentum racetrack, and you got to be up on the wheel all 25 laps. Uh, you, the high side, obviously, that's where I like to run, but you pretty much can race everywhere on that racetrack. Like last week, I started 20th and ended up finishing 10th and rode through the middle, and you just got to be really consistent there and smooth each lap and make sure you hit your marks because you're not racing against any slow cars. Everybody out there is extremely fast and talented, and racing like with Satterley and Trevor Feathers and Kyle Lee, they make sure you're on your game every single week and every single time you hit the racetrack. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Colton Flinner, and what we're going to do is we're going to take pause for a commercial message. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the 
cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back from our break, and we're with the driver of the number 48 super late model, Colton Flinner. Colton, a couple weeks ago, you had it again, we, we talked, alluded to earlier, you had that first win at Lernerville in 2021. And from where I was standing up in the media center, the joy on your face, not only for the win, but it was a great experience for all the divisions last, or a couple weeks ago, where the kids that I watched grow up now are adults and they have children. And when you got out of the car, you weren't looking for anything to swig, anything to do. You were looking for Letty. And how special was that to pick her up and hold her in your arms? And you, you kind of held her like a trophy. And uh, I think some made some people a little bit nervous. But uh, yeah, how special was that for not only you, but for you know your, your family? Uh, it was super special. I've been trying to win with her for the last year and a half, and to finally be able to accomplish that has meant the world to me. And I know I probably scared a little bit standing on the roof, but I wanted her to be part of that special moment with me, and it seriously meant everything in the world. You're trying to do like a Kyle Larson here with Ellen, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just seems to win a lot more than you. But anyways, now again, we're gonna wrap some things up, but. We got your points chase here at Lernerville, and we've alluded to that, so we're not going to go to that any further. But from time to time, you have, you know, John Johnson's afforded you a pretty good stable of cars. And I know you have a crate late model that's sitting in the garage there with, a, you know, a fresh motor in it. And towards the end of the year, 
for the Crate Lake Division, there's some outstanding paying races, not only locally. I know last week you would have liked to go to Pittsburgh, but you can't be at Port Royal and Pittsburgh at the same time. If you can figure that out, we're all good. But uh, you're going to, I think, you know, we've, we talked prior to the interview, you're going to, you know, hop into the Crate Lake 48 and, and, and race a little bit. But that's going to be interesting because there is a 48 Crate Lake, and I think it's one of the racers for Todd's cars that Zach Morrow's driving this year. And to come from the sprint car ranks to do what he's done this year, he's had a one heck of a year, and you and your dad really helped mentor him. Yeah, Zach's really impressed me and my dad. I mean, I knew he was a race car driver and could get it done, but to go from a sprint car to a late model and transition as fast as he's done, he's really impressed me. And me and Zach have been buddies for an extremely long time, and I'm really proud of what he's done this year. So you're going to go adventure out to maybe some of the tracks in Virginia where they have the little bit bigger, like they have some of those $20,000, $10,000 to win great late races. Yeah, I'll probably venture out to some of the bigger paying crate races and see what I can do. I'll either drive for Chernick or we'll put another crate motor in my other rocket car, another red rocket car, because all my supers are Longhorns. But um, we'll see what we can do and race some bigger crate races when I'm not focused on the super lates. But our main goal is to hopefully win one of these big super late races before the end of the year. But, and either you or Mess or I really my goal this year is to win the Pittsburgher. Last year I felt like I was so close to it and we just had some bad fuel come in and I just that's my goal was to win that deal this year. You know we've talked about Johnny Johnson, we've talked about your dad. Just in conclusion is there anybody else, I mean we got a lot of people that's involved on the car and then let's just give them a big shout out. I gotta thank John Johnson for sure. I mean I feel like I've been letting that man down a lot lately and the finally be able to win for him last week meant the world to me and i gotta thank my dad all american framers toma meat market andy uh, all american framers river salvage rap tech aw Betty career center river salvage and everybody that helps out on the car i can't thank them enough and i wouldn't be able to do this with everybody that i have supporting me and all the great people as we're doing this interview, I'm looking over my shoulder and I see your spiritual leader standing right next to us. You know? And again, he's been a big inspiration to you. Again, sometimes, you know, like I said, we get the, we get a little hot-headed and this guy kind of, you know, Tim Toma is there to calm you down. Yeah, Tim's a super nice guy and I'm so glad that he's got to be a part of my race team this year and I can't thank him enough either. Well, Colton, I'm not going to jinx you. I'm just going to say good luck this evening and we'll be talking to you at some point down the road. Thank you and thank you for having me on. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. 
Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. All right, fans, joining us now is John R. Over, Jr., the driver of the K2 Late Model. John, I want to thank you for being with us. Uh, you have an interesting bio here, and I want to touch on it little by little. But again, uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Well, thank you for taking the time to interview me. I, I appreciate it. Well, Howie did a nice Victory Lane interview with you, and I thought, you know, this guy ought to be on the show. Now, you've been doing this for a long time. You started with go-karts in 1976 at Fairmont. How old were you when you started? Uh, so my brother and I, we began uh, racing go-karts um, 
back in 1975, I believe, was the first time that we went out on a go-kart uh, at the Fairmont, a go-kart track in Fairmont, West Virginia. And how old were you? I was 15 at the time. Yeah. Well, you've been involved in a, a lot of different kinds of racing, street stocks 2002 to 2005, limited late models, 06 to 08, crate late model 2009, and now 14 and 15, you didn't do any racing. But I heard in your interview with Howie that you were ready to hang it up, and I guess Michelle said, you know, you, and you sold everything. And Michelle said, you really like this. You ought to do it again. That sounds like pretty good uh, advice from a pretty nice wife. It absolutely was. I mean, she, she's been supportive um, the entire time through my street stock uh, racing um, time in 2002, 2003, and four. Um, you know, she's been a supportive wife the whole time. She knows that, you know, racing's in our blood. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's in her family's blood with her Uncle Gary racing all those years. So, I mean, it's it's in our blood. She knew that, you know, if if I were, I did sell everything, and if I were to be done with it, it would be something that I would sorely miss. And you probably wouldn't have been happy. Um, yeah, it would have been difficult, uh, especially when the times and. She and I like to travel a lot, so, I mean, it's, you know, we might have had to do some more traveling to, to make me happy, but, you know, there certainly would have been, it would have been a tough transition for me to go from the seat of a race car to, to a seat on the bench watching. It's, it's a tough transition to make. You mentioned her uncle, Gary Sisson. Uh, I raced with Gary, I think, 80, 81, something like that, in a super compacts. Uh, a great guy. Always enjoyed being around him. Haven't seen him for a while, but... Uh, like to consider him a friend. Now, the best part of racing, what was the best part for you? Uh, the best part of racing is the camaraderie I have with, uh, you know, the other fellow racers, but more importantly with the guys that helped me on my race car. Um, you know, just getting to spend several nights a week with them in the garage, working on the car, talking about our families and, and our lives. Uh, but more importantly, I get one night a week myself because, I'm the one that sets the cars up and, and likes the technical end of the car, of the of the racing in it with the late models. I just love that. Uh, they don't love it as much as I do, so I get that time alone just to basically set the car up and go through the car on my, by myself. Well, the, the thing I like about the time in the garage, I mean, um, maybe at the racetrack, maybe you're on a track for an hour, but the friends, family that you're with, Throughout the week in the garage, that's a pretty special time. Now, is uh, Mackenzie uh, a fan? She is. I mean, uh, she she uh, she doesn't come to the track uh, anymore as much as she did when she was younger. She's she's a young lady now with her own little with her own life, and you know, she's. I, I would love to be love to have her more at the track and more involved, but uh, you know, it's it's. She's a, she's a girl, and she's got other interests right now. So. I, I know the drill. I had two daughters in a very similar scenario. Now, the, what's the tough? Obviously, the cost. What's the toughest part of racing? Uh, the, certainly, the cost is the toughest part. But I mean, the the, the time away from some family events. I mean, because it does take a bigger commitment, and there have been times 
in my racing career where, you know, because it's so much in our blood as blood as racers that I have actually chose racing over some events that Mackenzie may have been involved in or other functions that Michelle wants to go to. And I go racing on a Saturday night instead of going to a wedding with her or some other event. I had a friend of mine, George Peshko, he had a racing uh, supply truck. He'd go around to the tracks, and his family told the other family members, don't get married, have a birthday, or die on a race night because George won't be there. That's how bad he had it. But, uh, yeah, and and sometimes the things you miss, you think, boy, I wish I could go back and rewind the clock on a couple of these things. Oh, that's absolutely factual, Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to John Over, the driver of the K2 late model. Uh, John, if you couldn't go racing, what would you do? Well, like like I said, my wife and I love to travel. So, I mean, uh, you know, I like the golf. He's actually been trying to take up golf uh, so that, you know, as we get older, you know, I'm, I'm nearing retirement age and, you know, sooner or later we're going to have to spend more time together. So, I like the golf. He's taking it up so that we can spend some time on the golf course. We like to travel to warmer climates so we could take the golf clubs with us and spend some time on the beach. So, I mean, that's what we like to do. If I ask you, what was your most memorable moment in racing? What would it be? Everybody would kind of believe that it might be a win, but my most memorable moment was, uh, it was my second year in a street stock. And me and Joe Tessero, at the time, we were the only two working on the car because my brother was still in the Navy. We built a street stock from the ground up uh, his second year in the car. We went to Challengers Fall Fest that year, and I led the first, I believe it was a 30-lap race, I led the first 25 laps of the race and got passed by Joe Kelly towards the end of the race. And, you know, it, it, you know just second year in the car, just to lose to him, you know, five laps left in the race with the career that he had, it was a pretty memorable moment for me. So, Well, you can imagine. I think Joe's got 176 victories. You weren't the only guy that he passed. Uh, just super Joe's quite a guy. How about uh, you had a couple championships at Roaring Knob. A little bit about those. Yeah, that's uh, the in 2009, I believe the uh, the crate the crate late model series in the, in the Northeast here really took off and started to to come uh, come forward. So mid 2009, I bought a crate engine. We had a, a you know about four or five races with it, but in 2010, um, we really I bought a chassis off of. Fred Ziegler, uh, his son Mason was running it. We put the crate deal together, and in 2010, we won the championship at Roaring Knob. And at that time, there were averaging uh, over 24 cars a night at Roaring Knob. That was the highest car count in the area for for crate cars. So that was a, in my opinion, that was very memorable. Also, that you know, I won the championship at Roaring Knob with the with the highest crate car count around for that year um and, and actually we won it by a significant margin we won a lot of races that year how about an embarrassing uh, moment or race in your career um you know embarrassing uh, not so much but i mean it's 
you know, just just the racing itself is is, is a tough sport, um, and you have to understand, you know, when you enter a sport like this, that you know you're going to have moments that aren't the best in life. But I mean, it's it's not really that embarrassing. I'd say that you know the the most hurtful moment in, in my life would have been in 2014. At that point. We had won two track championships, and we had started to travel a little bit with with the uh, rush series that were that just became uh, in existence. And I flipped the car down at Winchester and rolled the car pretty good. Ended up in the hospital. Um, although it wasn't embarrassing, it, it certainly hurt the most because we had a great car. We had we were um, you know we weren't leading in the points, but we were in the top three in the points. At that point in the season, and it basically just ended my season in 2014. And like I said, we didn't race the rest of that year or in 2015. So. Fans, uh, we're talking to John Over, the driver of the K2 Late Model. We're going to need to take a commercial break. Stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, we're back. John Over, driver of the K2 late model, the beautiful K2. Hey, I guess it'd be a good question. Uh, how'd you pick your number? So the, the K the K2 came with my daughter Mackenzie. Uh, for short, we call her Kenzie, and she was born in February. So, you know, I honored her with the with the number using her first initial and the number of the month that she was born in, and that that was K2. 
a lot of people thought it was after Dale Hernard's first car number, but it actually is after my daughter, and she, she lets everybody know it when she has the opportunity. Yeah, that's a, you know, you have a great-looking car and a very unique number. I like that. If we talk about your goals in racing, what do you have in mind? So, you know, at I'm nearly 61. Right now, my goal in racing is to is just to have fun. I mean, we began racing just to have fun, enjoy the sport, enjoy the people. Uh, it, it got competitive there for a little bit from 2010 through the wreck in 2014. But when I got back into it, it was back to, you know, we're going to race, we're going to enjoy it, and if we're not enjoying it, we're not going to go racing. So I, I just need to be able to enjoy it. The guys that help me want to be able to enjoy it, and we don't go to the track to fight anybody. We just go to enjoy the races and, and come home and spend time with our families. So. Well, that's a wise approach because I've seen guys, when they're chasing a championship, um, it affects their business, it affects their family. In many cases, it might be the end for the family or the business. Uh, and then... His name will remain nameless, but a fairly significant driver, late model, uh, was running for Rookie of the Year in one of the big series, and he uh, spent $50,000 to win $10,000. Not a lot of logic there, but it was something that he wanted to do. But getting back to your deal, I'd like to take a minute and talk about some of your sponsors. Well, uh, yeah, I, I actually own a company that's also named after my daughter, K2 Engineering, and all the employees there. I have 30, 35 employees. They're all very supportive of this racing deal that I do. Uh, of course, uh, Gary Sisson at Gary's Auto Sales, he's been a, a supporter of mine from the very first and continues to support me to this day. Um, I also have a Another company called Tri-State Design and Construction where we do uh, some commercial work and that they sponsor the vehicle, uh, the race car. I have a sponsor, Coldwell Banker, Laurel Ridge Realty with Paul Bortz. Uh He's been a sponsor on the car for over 10 years now. Um, have a ultralight brake systems. Uh, they've been a sponsor uh, of my car since uh, the early days, back in 2009, when I when I first started the crate deal, uh, they've been on the car, and I've used their brakes uh, for for that entire time. And Hodges Transmission Service out of Connorsville, Pennsylvania, uh, he's the one that that turned me on to the ultralight brakes, and he's been Bobby Hodge has been a, a, a true supporter of mine for the last uh, ten years, also. Still involved with Slavic. Slavic, it, it, absolutely. He, he. I let him go. I mean, this year the car is the colors they are because of my wife. She chose the colors and, and what she wanted. But every year, Ron Slavic with Slavic Group and his dad, uh, Ron Slavic Sr., they put the body together. They put the design together, and I, they've never failed me. He's he always comes up with a with a brilliant design for the car. How about the Pittsburgh Riverheads SC? What's that? The P- Pittsburgh Riverhounds is the uh, the professional soccer team for uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, their owner, Tuffy Schallenberger, from Connorsville, Pennsylvania. Um, 
you know, he supports uh, me and my business at K2 Engineering, uh, and I support the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and certainly do a lot of work for his company, Schallenberger Construction. Uh, so it's a mutual uh, friendship and mutual mutual sponsorship. You mentioned the time you spend in the garage with your crew. Uh, let's talk about the crew. Yeah, I couldn't do it without the three guys that I have. They, they absolutely work tirelessly and expect nothing back in return for it. My brother, Gary, he's, at, he's probably at the garage more than I am working on that car. And I think his heart may have been broke if I would have really not bought another car. I, I, I think he was really heartbroken when I sold everything. Um, Joe, Joe Tessero... He's been with me from the street stock days when I first bought the first street stock. Uh, always there when I need him. He's basically the engine guy on the car and, and the fabricator. And then Tim Koffler, he's been with me basically since uh, 2000. I think he was a racer. He retired back in 2009. So he's been with me since 2009 helping out on the car. Does a lot of body work and fabricating also. Uh, those three guys are absolutely, um, you know, invaluable. I do want to mention two that that were that were lost um, that used to help out on the car. Joe's brother Jeff Tessero, uh, he was lost to cancer, but he was invaluable to the team also. And then Ricky Nelson called him uh, Spanky. He was, although his brother raced, he was always at our garage Fans, we're talking to John Over Jr., the driver of the K2 late model. A little bit about K2 Engineering. What type of a firm is that? So K2 Engineering is a um, civil structural architectural firm. We uh, we do municipal engineering work and building code uh, inspection work uh, currently in three different states. I have offices in three different states, Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, and we are actually the municipal engineers for 53 municipalities in southwestern Pennsylvania. Well, when you retire, who's going to run the company? Uh, right, right now, that's uh, that's. I'm looking for an exit plan. So, I mean, I have some very good young engineers, uh, some good mid mid uh, mid level managers. Um, trying to convince them to get their licenses and get licenses in several other states. Um, I've got probably, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 61, so i got five years left before I become 66. And, you know, I'd like to be able to leave it to the employees if, if able to. And if not, I have to, we'll have to search for another exit plan. So, Well, I'm sure based on your effectiveness and all this other stuff that, you will get that exit plan. Now, we're, uh, we're almost uh, done with the interview here. Do you have any closing thoughts? Oh, I, the only closing thought I have is I, I need to be able to thank my wife, uh, Michelle Sissonover. I mean, you know, without her support for the last uh, 20 years, because uh, we've been together for 20 years now, without her support for those 20 years, I would not have been able to accomplish what I have on the racetrack or business for that matter. I mean, it takes a, 
it takes a lot of effort and, and running a business and, and also racing takes a lot of time away from the family and she's been supportive through all of it. I've said it so many times, people are tired of hearing it. Whether it's the wife, the sister, the mom, the girlfriend, that is the glue that holds the whole thing together and the sacrifices that Michelle has made over the years proves how important she is not only to your race team but to your family and I think that's wonderful, and I thank you for being with us and wish you continued success with the K2. Well, thank you very much, Don. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. 
alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now is Chloe Jones, the driver of the number 76 Hobby Stock from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Chloe, they uh, initially they had you listed as Bakersfield, California, but I understand your dad had a job transfer, and now you folks are in Wellsburg, West Virginia. So that's not much of a ride to get up to Pittsburgh. Uh, how do you feel about the Hobby Stock, and how's your season going? It's going very well, actually. I uh, really do enjoy it. I grew up racing ever since I was five years old, and I just, my cousins and everybody else in my family races, and it's just a class that I grew up in watching, and now that I enjoy driving it, I'm, I enjoy, you know, driving up there every weekend and having a lot of fun. Was it go-karts when you were younger? It's called Mini Dwarfs. Mini Dwarfs, okay. All right. And how long did you run those? Well, I started when I was five. And I ended in 2016, so... I'll tell you what I said I said when you were younger, but you're only 16 years old, so I apologize. We don't want to confuse the listeners. Uh, so you've been doing this for a long time. 11 years in the Mini Dwarfs, Mod Lights, and Hobby Stocks. What's the best part of racing? Describe what, what you like about it. Just the escape. I mean, you get in, I strapped myself in that car, and I just escaped from the world. I'm comparable to everybody else, and I don't have to be better than anybody else. You know, like, growing up, playing sports, you always had to be good, play travel, to make the school teams. Racing, you don't have to have that. You can go out there, do your own thing, and be your own person. You said you like to control something in an uncontrollable environment. And racing, that's exactly what it is because you never know what's going to happen with the drivers around you. Uh, I guess the tough part is uh, failing to finish a race, a wreck, or mechanical failure. You're still young, but if you couldn't go racing, what would you do? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I This is all I've grown up doing. I mean, I'm t- currently taking welding classes at my high school and I like to do art and all that stuff, but other than that, I don't know what I'd be doing. I've played softball, played football, but racing is what I love the most. I find it fascinating that you're doing the welding. I was a uh, vocational instructor for many years and taught welding. And what I find, many, many years ago when I was working at the college, I was working with women in non-traditional trades. And I had a woman that was, this was, you know, she was taking welding. And I said, why welding? She said, well, I could be a secretary for $15 an hour, and I can be a welder for $27 an hour. And as far as I know, she's still welding. And to have that experience and having a race car, that's going to come in handy because there's going to be a lot of nights when you're going to be firing up the welder to fix something. Yeah. Now, you had two championships in 2016. Was that in the Mini Dwarfs or Mod Lights? That was in the Mini Dwarfs. How about uh, the most embarrassing moment in racing? Uh, being in victory lane and crying, honestly. <laughs> well, that's hopefully it's happy crying, you know? Now, I guess... Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> your reason for getting involved, was it your family? Yeah, I grew up at the track ever since I was a newborn. Just watching it really fascinated me, and I just wanted to give it a try. And my dad grew up around it, and he decided to get me into it, and here I am. How did you pick your car number? It's 
just passed down on my dad's side of the family. My great grandpa Jones, he was called the Bones Jones. He was he was a race car driver, and one of his sponsors was the seventy six gas station, and that's where that came from. That's a that's a cool number. Now, looking down the road, uh, your goals in racing, would you at some time like to move up to a late model? Oh, for sure. It's been a dream of mine for forever. That's a good dream. For a young lady to be in a sport, that's a special uh, something because uh, it's kind of non-traditional. Now, Pittsburgh has several young ladies racing, but that's not standard across the board, and I applaud you for that goal. I think it'd be a nice one. All right, Chloe, why don't we take a minute and mention your sponsors? I would like to thank Jones Motorsports LLC, Needs Transportation, who's been with me for 11 years now, Ogden Performance Auto, Moore's Recycling LLC, Donnie Stowing and Tires LLC, and Doug Freeman Race Engine, and all the race fans that come out every weekend to support. That's that's a pretty impressive group of sponsors. And now, uh, Dad, Devin's your, uh, I guess he's your crew chief. Who else is on your team? My mom helps out. My boyfriend, Briar, helps out. My cousin, Madison, my sister, Paige Jones. They all come out and help. Sounds like a fun pit crew. Now, when oh, you're, yeah, it is. I, I find years ago when I raced down there that the cars parked on the backstretch, you, you, you develop a lot of friends, the backstretch gang, where you meet new people and they get along and they'll help you out if you get stuck. Have you made any new friends since you've been at Pittsburgh? Uh, not closely, no. I mean, I've talked to a few people that I've raced well with and we seem to get along quite well. I enjoy racing with everybody out there. Good. Well, championships, like we said, 2016 Bakersfield Speedway and Kern County Raceway Park in the Mini Dwarf uh, Division. Then the 2014 Turkey Shootout. Uh, that was also at Bakersfield. Was that in a uh, Mini Dwarf? That was, and that was actually the only year that they had it for us, and I happened to win it. You got a nice collection of career victories at four different tracks. Now, a uh, fourth-generation uh, racer on your mom and dad's side, uh, you moved to West Virginia when dad took a uh, transfer for work. Uh, how long have you been in West Virginia? Uh, two years. Chloe, we're coming up on a commercial. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank my parents. Very well, much. They've helped me out entirely so much with my career. Everybody that has supported me throughout this journey, I appreciate it. All my sponsors, I appreciate you for having me on the show. I hope everybody has a good night. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm currently in North Carolina. When I get back to Pittsburgh and I get to the Speedway, I'd like to come down and meet you and your crew. It sounds like an interesting group. I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. 
Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Pit crew, Dodder, congratulate him. Holly the Cow comes down. Corey Ferris in victory lane. Father Barry here to give him a hug. Corey, congratulations. I'll tell you what, those guys were all over you. And early in the race, Stephen Hazlett, you two were side by side. Hazlett spun out. You got up the track, and it kind of worried me. Did you mess up your tires getting in that loose stuff and sliding up the track? But... Man, when we went back to green, there was nobody had anything for this 22F Ferris carpet Chevrolet. Yeah, we definitely, you know, when we were getting up in that high stuff, the marbles and everything, we were getting a little bit of a push. So I knew I had to keep it on the bottom to keep it where I was happy. Um, Steven definitely gave me a good run. He got in front of me a little bit. I was trying to run him down, and then, you know, eventually it worked out. But uh, uh, these guys really, you know, make me work for it for sure. 
And that you did. And your dad, Barry, and some of your other competitors here to greet you in Victory Lane. And this car, I mean, it was just on a rail, fast all night. But you've been consistently fast, top twos, top threes, every time you run the car. We knew it was just a matter of time before you got here. But tell us about the work you guys do to, during the week to this car. Uh, well, I mean, lots of changing tires and everything, grinding tires. Uh, last week we were real loose, so we had to, you know, try to fix that. We tightened the car up a little bit for the feature, so it seemed to help. It you know, still had a little bit of a push, so maybe too tight, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we can get it, you know, dialed in perfect and get it running exactly how we want it. Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped make your race impossible. Uh, obviously, my dad, my family, my mom, my sisters. Um, Jimmy Crossland, Steve Mitchell, uh, they definitely help out a whole bunch. Uh, Chris Snyder helped us, you know, phone calls and everything. Hey, what do we do? We need help with setup and everything, too. So uh, definitely those guys are a lot of help. Uh, if I'm forgetting anybody, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, it definitely uh, takes a lot of work getting this thing back in, back to the track every week. This kid is as cool as a cucumber. We call him the Iceman. Let's give a round of applause. Corey Ferris here in Victory Lane. Stone Speedway, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it.